Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear the pastors talk about the upcoming preaching texts. Hi, I'm Pastor Megan. I haven't gotten to uh, talk at you all for a little bit. Hello. It's good to be here again. Welcome back. Yeah, and I'm here with... Pastor Eric. Hey! Let's have a podcast. Um, it's good to be with you welcome folks. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I it missed you all. We missed you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I, I've been... Been, um gone on a couple of things, some continuing ed, some family time. So um, it was a good month and it's good to be back. And look, we get to talk about some cool stuff, or at least I think it's pretty cool stuff uh, this mm-hmm. month. So we've been doing some uh, kind of monthly sermon serieses, serieses, collections <laughs> of sermon of a... We've had a few months um. focusing on a theme. <laughs> I was an English major. Um, (laughs) uh, But this, so we're in August, right? And we had our first kind of crack at this last week when I was preaching and we get to keep leaning into it. Um, Folks, as you well know, Easter is two buildings. And from the the get-go was never really supposed to stay like that. It was supposed to move into being one building. Um, And through some time and some trial and experimentation, I think... Um, you know, we've learned the both the blessings and the challenges of being one church in two buildings. And uh, a lot of our leadership and staff have, have really started discerning this call that, ah, you know, maybe it's maybe it's time to finally all be under one roof. Maybe it's time to, to do that difficult work. So in August, we're just we're kind of starting that conversation Um not because it hasn't been going on for 20 years, right. but starting the conversation <laughs> within the context of worship, at least, which for most of us is a primary yeah. contact point with mm-hmm. whatever is going on with our congregation, yeah. right? So uh, so that's what we're talking about in August. We're talking about buildings. We're talking about our buildings. We're talking about how God uses buildings and structures and what it means for, for we who are God's people that is the church. So that's kind of the yeah. theme of what we're working on. Um, this week we're in the book of First Peter. Uh, Pastor Eric, yes. what do we know about the book of First Peter? Yeah, we were just saying that. <laughs> uh, well, it it uh, may actually be written by Peter. Yeah, there is some speculation that you that was You can tell possible. that from the name. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> there is a, it is First Peter. Um, and what, if that would be true, then it would be written like something around, what, like 60 AD? Yes, exactly. So it would be early. There's not, I think, universal consensus on that Peter wrote it, um, even though yep. the, the, the author self-identifies as a person named Peter. Yep. Um, Maybe so, uh, a sermon, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely um, one of the most encouraging uh, books in the New Testament. Super hopeful. Yes. Yeah, yeah full of encouragement. Um, some speculation that it was potentially written uh, in particular to Christians enduring suffering, right? So it, I, don't, I know right. we don't usually think of hope and suffering side by side, but it's this idea that, you know, what do you need when you're hurting? What do you yep. need when you're struggling? Well, you, you need a reminder that you can get through this. You need to remember that there's something on the other side. Yeah. So for people of faith, it's that confidence in, in the love we know in Jesus Christ. Right, exactly, that it's because of the difficulty of life and the suffering that we face that God sent his son Jesus to come and rescue us and to to save us and to send the message of God's mercy and love for us. Right, and you uh I, I remember you were saying something about 
because uh, you preached two weeks ago and talked about like we're able to care because we have a God who cares for us. And you were saying right. something similar with First Peter just before we yeah. Hit the well, I was just pointing out a line in um, a little short little introduction commentary I was looking at uh, that says, "Remember," says the writer, "all this is only." doing what Christ did first. I really like that. That's for our faith. That's just a really important thing to remember that this isn't not, this is not our doing. And I guess we haven't said this in a while, but remember when it comes to our faith and our, and our faith practice, all the verbs belong to God. Amen. We do not, this is not up to us in any way, shape or form. It's just a reminder that what, when we even do observe ourselves, you know, for example, talking about um, expanding and becoming a one site, that, that we are seeing God at work through us, that this isn't our doing. We are inspired by the Holy Spirit. We he- have heard the good news of Christ, and we live to share that and proclaim it. And that's really what we hear in today's reading. Absolutely. And I love that idea that, you know, there's there's nothing we do that, that wasn't done for us first. I like that operates on two levels, right? Like on the one level, any struggles we face, any sufferings we endure, any challenges that are in front of us, there is comfort knowing that God in Jesus Christ has done these things too. Yes. It, God came to us as a as a, a human and enfleshed human being, right? And knew what it was like to hurt yep. and to suffer and to be denied and abandoned. Like we have a we have a God who gets that because we have yep. a God who did that too. Yes. I also appreciate hearing this idea that there's no place you go where God isn't there already, right? Right. God is always yes. before you. So it's not like yep. you've gone astray, you've gone off the path, and God's like, oh, I can't find you anymore. No matter where you go, yep. even if it's even if it's you doing the messing up on purpose, even if you have intentionally been a yep. jerk, God is there too. Yep. Because God will not give up on you and will not let you suffer, will not let you be abandoned, yep. will not let you just be left to your own devices. God is always there. And we you. should, yeah, exactly. And we should point out this isn't just Pastor Megan and Pastor Eric right. telling you this. Right. It's our job to, yes. we're, we're referring to the promises of God in the Bible. This is, you know, like uh, you mentioned my when I preached a couple weeks ago on the Good Samaritan, um, that we we are the helpless, hurt one in the ditch on the side of yep. the road. And and I said, Jesus does not pass by. He's the Good Samaritan. That's the, that's a story out of the Bible from Jesus himself wanting to reassure us, as we hear in our reading today, yeah. reassurances um, that that God is doing this for you and, and that we're not just talking. This isn't just because we're really optimistic about it <laughs> yes. uh, or because, you know, we're your pastors. No, our job is to lift up and point out what is true from from scripture, what what God has made known to us through Jesus, the word of God. Yes. Thank you. I promise you folks, we're not making this. Right. Up. Sometimes we are. Sometimes I'm making things up. But I, <laughs> I ain't going to make that up. The fact that, that God truly goes with you and, and never leaves you alone. Right. That is the that is the witness of the entirety of scripture. Amen. Um, all right. So, but let's hear the reading that we've got for this week because it is beautiful folks it's just such a beautiful reading uh pastor eric's gonna read for us we're reading from first peter chapter two uh what verses four through ten yes beautiful starting at verse four we hear 
Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living, stone, like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner, and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Oh. Here ends the reading. Oh, it's so beautiful. Um, and maybe some of those words are familiar for you folks. Yeah. I think there are passages from that reading that that we have heard before. Um, and this is, this is functioning on a couple levels, right? Uh, the author here is talking about kind of in this spiritual way, thinking about yourselves as something being built. But I think it's mm-hmm. also telling us a lot about what we do actually physically build together and what it looks like, what it means. Pastor Eric, you asked yep. me if I knew what a living stone was. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't hear this one before. I did not know this either. So here's the thing today that you for sure will hear. Well, maybe, maybe, I, maybe you're going to hear the it pastors didn't know this. Hey. But, but anyway, uh, I learned that a living stone literally means uncut and still in its natural place. So that actually is a a, re, a a reference to building at the time of this scripture. Right. So thinking about the way that we read read this passage, right? Like uh, in verse five, like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. Okay. So if we're not talking about living stones, like thinking about our bodies as your body is like a rock. Um, yeah. But if you're thinking about living stones as in the kind that is not yet cut yeah. and formed. Still in the earth where right. where it's been since Rough it was created and misshapen and, mm-hmm. and just exactly as it is there's this sense of like when when we come to Christ as a living stone completely un, un, unshaped we let ourselves be built into a spiritual house so this living stone gets shaped and formed and and combined and connected with all these mm-hmm. other different people, right? right? right. All of us coming together. And there's this beautiful, I think, kind of metaphor of letting God's work be done on you, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, smoothing down the rough patches, shaping things, and bringing you into a community where you fit, Yes, right? Right. I I love that idea. And I I especially love thinking about this, not about like bricks, you know, that are Mm -hmm. uniform in size, but some of those buildings where there's like big rocks and small rocks, and it looks kind of like a patchwork quilt of of stones. I think that's such a beautiful image for who we are as a community in Christ. Yeah, it's it's encouraging to know that we are not all going to be uniform cookie cutter shapes. Right. There's a place for each each of us yes. and you are needed for a particular spot in in the 
the building that God's constructing. Yes, yes. And I also think it's lovely to remember that um, that faith changes you, right? Like this relationship oh, yeah. you have in, in Jesus, you're not going to be the same, right? right. You're not going to look the same. You're not going to act the same. It's not going to – so you, a living stone, are going to get – kind of reshaped, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get uh, carved and chiseled and smoothed um, as you become part of this entire structure building uh, that is a community of faith. I think that's just a really lovely yeah, image. That is. And I also, the um, contrast mm. with Jesus as a cornerstone. Yeah. So meanwhile, Jesus is the cornerstone of the building. Mm-hmm. He is the the one that is the perfect reference for the rest of the building. I that was also from a commentary. Yeah. I was reading. Oh, yeah. But so all these other living stones um, are oriented toward that cornerstone. Yeah. No matter where in the building you are, you it all goes back to the cornerstone, and that's yeah. again our we are Christians because we've heard the good news mm-hmm. um, and that is what plays out in our lives. God uses us as living stones, mm-hmm. how he chooses, but it all goes back to Christ as the cornerstone. None of it would right. be possible without right. the cornerstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it, it doesn't just you know support all the other rocks, but also kind of shows you the boundary of the building, right? Yeah. Like this is the extremity of where this building will be. And so and you so you can't build anything. You don't know what you're doing. It's just right. a mishmash if you don't go, all oh, right, these are the four corners of this house, right? So it's, it's this beautiful reminder that not only are we changed because of our relationship with Jesus, but that, that we are changed directly in relationship with with who Jesus is. Jesus as right. our cornerstone, right? This is the thing that that grounds us, that shows us who we are, gives shape to our lives and and relationships with each other, frankly, yeah. too. So mm-hmm. um ah, so that's just like that's beautiful metaphors, point. right? Mm-hmm. The author is using some really wonderful metaphors here about what it means to be as, you know, verse 10 says, you know, now once you were not a people, but mm-hmm. now you are God's people. This right. is what it looks like when those living stones all get shaped and built together with mm-hmm. with Christ as their cornerstone. Yeah. And I love how you said and how the other stones relate to each other. Yes. It all goes back um and that's essential to what God is building. Yeah. It requires our neighbors. Yes. We, you know, in order to know what what we are to even do, we must have neighbors to serve. Yeah. And that's the really the whole purpose of our faith once we have become a part of this, you know, building that we're in the reference we're using today. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that that how how do we serve right. our neighbors? Right, right, which I think is part of where this text also helps us think about not just being a metaphorical building, but oh, yeah. an actual building right. that, we're, that we're hoping and planning and, and mm-hmm. praying for now. Um, because, you know, part of what our building does is serve our neighbor, yes. right? I mean, think about mm-hmm. all, the, all the ministries, all the... Um, the support groups and and uh, people getting mm-hmm. fed and people getting opportunities to learn and people it just all, all yep. sorts of incredible ways that we serve Gather our community. for worship. Right. Mm-hmm. And it has to happen someplace. <laughs> you can't just tell people like, yeah. show up in Lebanon Hills somewhere. We'll find you. <laughs> um, no, that doesn't work so great. You got you to gotta have a place for that. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to have a place that is um, 
built appropriately to meet those needs, right? Like you don't just build a building just kind of haphazard and say, well, put some rooms here and see how it goes. No, you go say, okay, how much space do we need? What kind of space do we need? How, how is what part of Easter's ministry really is, you know, being truly integrated into our community. Well, what does that mean for Mm -hmm. what we need in a space? I mean, everything all the way down to like, we need to make sure that we are a, a truly accessible building. We have some some literal obstacles to that right now in the accessibility of either of our buildings. Um, how do we make sure we have enough rooms yeah. so that people can be learning and meeting and praying and serving all under the one roof? I, to, I mean, it, 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 in a way that we cannot even accommodate with two buildings right yeah, now. Right. And like I was mentioning as we were talking about that point, uh, even before we started recording, how do you feed your neighbors? How do we do like loaves and fishes without a kitchen and a place to, to deliver those, that yeah. meal, you yeah. know? Yeah. So buildings we, are yeah. essential. Yeah. They are part of our ministry. And that's part of what's lovely about this metaphor, right? Because we can make it metaphorical. Oh, it's mm-hmm. about us as humans built together. But I think there's also truth in it when you think about it like an actual building. Mm-hmm. We're not just building any building, we are building a spiritual house, right? We are building a place where this holy priesthood both is called together and sent back out. Um, We are looking to build a place that truly has Jesus as its cornerstone, right? Like there are lots of wonderful buildings out there in the world. There are libraries and hospitals and all sorts of great things. and we're not that. A church is something completely different. Mm-hmm. We are we are meeting a, a different set of needs for a, a different set of reasons. And because of what we believe, uh, man, we need we need physical resources mm-hmm. that help us do the work that we know God has called us to. Yeah, it's exciting. I think it's exciting too. I think for a couple of reasons. Uh, at least one being we get to really think long and hard. You know, who are we really mm-hmm. as a congregation? What work has God really called us to do yeah. um, today, tomorrow, five years from now? You know, next summer is Easter's 50th anniversary. There have been 50 years of Easter Lutheran Church. What What's God up to for the next mm-hmm. 50 years? How yeah. can we make sure that we're ready to meet that call? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and part of it, I think, is just making sure our facilities can meet that need. The, I mean, the truth is that we, you know, we have some updates and improvements that need to be made to our buildings no matter what. So if it's a matter of spending money, bummer, I got bad news right. for you. We got to spend money the one downside, way or the other. The downside of buildings is, is they money. are expensive. They are expensive. And so we have to decide what we want to invest in. Yep. Right? You know, do we want to invest in uh, a building that we are confident meets the the work that God has called us to do for the next right. 50 years, gives us the worship space that we need. Um, because we all know it's not just about aesthetics, right? It's not just about being pretty. Right. Um, that makes sure that people can hear yes. in that space. People want to be able to hear the music mm-hmm. and the sermon. So how do we make sure it's super accessible for anyone with any hearing challenge? How do we make sure it's super accessible um, physically? There's yep. not a not a walker, cane, or wheelchair that can't easily right. find a good seat, right? Yep. Um, visibility. How do we make sure it's lit <laughs> well so people can see what's going yep. on? Um, all sorts of things that, that we can do um, if we really want to invest in the kind of yep. place that meets the, the needs of the future of this congregation. Including making sure there's room for people when they, yes! when they get here. We, we want to make sure people know we were planning for you. 
Right, right. We you, there's there's a a point at which any worship space is uh, full, yeah. even if it's not full, mm-hmm. because a, a guest, a stranger, a new person would walk in, look around, and go, "Ooh, ah, there's no place for mm-hmm. me to sit," and walk right back yep. out. And right now, or we're, even in pull through the parking lot yes, and there's not a spot. Not a parking spot. And right now, really, I mean, neither of our worship spaces re- really meets that need. They're both mm-hmm. wonderful spaces and, and part of what makes it wonderful are just the, the people and the worship happening yes. in them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can we can also kind of expand our vision and say, well, what does it mean to welcome people into this space Five years from now, fifteen years from yeah. now, fifty years from 50 now, fifty years from now. Right? Think Can about you even that. think about? I mean, that's the Man. that's the church your grandkids Maybe are going we'll to. Maybe we'll finally have flying cars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we won't even need a parking lot because they can just like hover above the building. We just we went there. Like, they can be in hover mode. That'll be cool. I like that idea. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's Jetsons level stuff. <laughs> um, kids, if you don't know who the Jetsons are, <laughs> ask your parents. <laughs> ask Pastor Kevin. Ask Pastor Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's, I, I just think, I mean, it calls us back to this text, right? And this reminder that um, the church is people. But the church is a building too, yeah. because the work that the people do, uh, empowered and sent by the Holy Spirit, happens somewhere and, and it's got to be a building. Yes. Um, I mean, I suppose it could be just about anywhere, but but it's got to be a place that actually people know where to find you and that you can use to, to serve people and care for people. Welcome and them in. Welcome them mm-hmm. in. Preach the gospel. Yeah. Learn together. Build a holy relationship together. Like you need a designated space for that. So um, yes, the church is more than a building. But the church needs a building. Mm-hmm. So this is the, the the exciting thing we get to consider now. Like, you know, yeah. to, I mean, so yeah, maybe your kids are going to be driving flying cars. Your kids, your grandkids. What kind of what kind of building do you hope they walk yes. into? You know, right. What kind of space do you want for them? What do you yeah. want to invest in mm-hmm. now for the sake of their future? I just think that's. I think yeah. that's exciting building, stuff. Building for the future and for future Christians who will come and hear the word and continue to carry on this this. A uh, gospel that's been um, changing lives yes. for thousands of years. Yes, yes, we get to be a part of that work too. It is uh, a privilege. It's an opportunity. Um, it's a joy. It's also a joy to be with all of you, friends. Um, just always a privilege to get together and and be inspired by this community and and the word that truly fills us here. So thank you for joining us here in the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry Carry on on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everybody. May the Lord